Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by It's Untamed Beauty. What is It's Untamed Beauty? It is a lifestyle. It is about sexuality, self-love, self-care, good vibes, energy cleansing. That is everything in one place. You got waist beads, crystals, sage, everything to just make positive stuff happen. So go to itsuntamedbeauty.com. Use Coco 10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. And I love my waist beads. I love being able to live in a positive space because I use my sage and crystals to, you know, manifest the things I want in my life. So go ahead, Coco 10, it's untamedbeauty.com. What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Basically, I have my friends come on the show or people that I think can speak to certain topics um, pretty well, and we just kiki about that. We get some laughs. Sometimes the conversation is serious. Sometimes it's not. Um, But basically, we just have a good old kiki session about whatever the topic is, and that is the show. So thank you guys for tuning in. Today's guest I have with me is another fellow podcaster. Um, Her name is Perky. Perky, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. So hey, everybody. I'm Perky. My show is Perky Perspectives. You can find it on all platforms. And I basically talk to people, just like she talked to people, but it's about a little weirder type combos, like feminine hygiene and also being Black and trying to to make it in this world. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm an activist. I also am a mental health clinician. And yeah, that's like the the smallest gist that I could put out there. (laughs) He does. So many things. And so we actually got linked through a network where podcasters can be guests on other podcasters. And so when I saw the email, it's like a weekly email that comes out. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I think I can, you know, link up with this person. And I shot her an email and she responded. And that was literally like at the beginning of the week. And here we are. So I'm definitely excited to have this conversation with her. Um, And I definitely look forward to, you know, coming on your show and talking about whatever it is that we're going to be talking about. Um, So I am excited about that. So um, we're going to go ahead and roll into the show. So this week we do have a drink with Coco and this week is just real simple. So I am drinking a gin and tonic and I didn't start drinking gin until I came to the UK because before I was like, gin is like an old man's drink, but gin and tonic is definitely so good. It's like a classic, but I use... Come on, it wasn't old. (laughs) But that was in the 90s. That's true. (laughs) And Snoop Dogg and them is old now. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. 
But <laughs> the gin I used was Hotel Chocolate Cocoa Gin. It definitely has a nice cocoa kind of flavor to it. And then I used Canada Dry Tonic Water. So, um, like I said, I think it's a good classic drink if you just want to have like a chill day, but you want to have a drink. This is a nice mellow drink to have. So, mm, yes. Okay. So, about gin. Oh no, it's been good, but gin and tonic. I don't think I could do a gin and tonic. That's that tastes a little plain to me. But maybe with the cocoa in it. Mm-hmm. Doing something over there. So I mean, I do like the the different flavors when like maybe they do like a cucumber gin and tonic or something like that, something fancy. But like I said, today was kind of just one of those days I didn't feel like making no elaborate drink. And I was like, I got this gin and this tonic. I'm just making gin and tonic. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, so, I'm drinking tea, y'all. You say you're drinking tea. Yeah, I'm like, I'm drinking tea because it's like nine something in the morning over here for me. Oh, yeah. I had mimosas, though. See, if I was home, yeah, I would have been on my mimosas. It's Sunday, too. Yeah. So, Perky <laughs> isn't, uh, you in L.A., right? Yeah. That's why I had to rep for the gin and juice. That's, that's <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, tea. I, I I definitely like tea and I just got into like the uh, loose teas and stuff like that. So I definitely like on Sunday morning, like to have me a cup of tea, you know, when I first wake up. So yeah, I can definitely see it being like, yes, yeah, Sunday is early. Let me get me some tea going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, okay. So I will make sure to add this information in the show description and we're going to go ahead and roll into the hot topic. So the first um, celebrity we are going to talk about now, I am a Beyonce stan. How do you feel about Beyonce? Um, Beyonce is cool, but if I was to identify with either of the Noel sisters, I'm more lean to Solange's side. But when I'm one, when I'm drinking, oh yeah, Beyonce, uh, uh, you know, I get yeah. into it. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I'm not a Beyonce stan. Definitely not. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you you ain't say nothing bad. I like Solange, too. Um, I definitely, like, um, the last album, she, not the last one, but the one before the last, where she came out with. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The Seat at the Table. Seat at the Table. I feel like she had really found her niche or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was definitely like, okay, Solange, I think you found your, your groove and I'm here for it, you know? Um, but Beyonce just, well, it's kind of been leaked, you know, Beyonce don't, don't say nothing she doing. She just doing it and you be like, oh, this happened. But, um, so it was just, um, posted on the shade room that Beyonce is actually going to be dropping a new film on Disney Plus called Blackest King. And I think that is super dope. I'm not exactly sure what this movie is going to entail, if it's going to be like a documentary or an actual movie, you know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely here for her representing for the Black culture, if that's what this is about. I think it's pretty cool that she's gotten to the point in her career where she doesn't have to make announcements. She can just move. I feel mm-hmm. like 
that's like what we all strive to do. Yeah, um, for sure. You start out the gate like that. Like me, I just I do what I want to do. So I probably would have already been like that. <laughs> but to see like she started so young that she had to kind of like move with the industry, and then mm-hmm. she finally got to the point where she was like, "Look, <laughs> I'm Beyonce." <laughs> so I will say I was a Destiny's Child fan. I loved her first album, but then the second and third album, I definitely feel like it was more crossover type music. So I didn't really start liking Beyonce until album four came out. And um, for, for whatever reason, that album stood out to me. And then from that point on, I feel like she got to a point in her career where she could kind of say what she wanted in her music and it'd be okay to be like, um, you know, this is how I feel, respect it or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you got enough coinage and um, experience behind you, like, I think that's in any career, though. Any career path. I mean, she just happens to be in one that gives her buku dollars all the time. But I think in any career, when once you get to this, like, level, it's like, look... <laughs> I done been here for 10 plus years or however long, you know, I I know what I'm talking about. So either you could be with it or get off. So yeah, definitely at that. And then she got somebody who she's dating, not dating, sorry, who she's married to that is on the same level. So it's like that, that confidence is like, (laughs) 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 you can't tell them nothing. (laughs) So, but I can definitely appreciate her using her platform in a positive way. I know a lot of people who aren't Beyonce fans or stands, you know, are just like, oh, it's overrated, you know, whatever. But I feel like she is continually uplifting the Black community, you know, whether it's women empowerment, you know, advocating for Black Lives Matter. Like, I think Beyonce is... She is black and she let it known like she is black. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's necessary. It's very necessary because like it's too many times that we have people that one, they try to culture vulture. Like the industry she in, you have too many people like Post Malone and Miley Cyrus and all these fakers that come in and they like oh Takashi like, Takashi, all these people. It's like I don't even like this culture, but I'm gonna be on it. Right. Because this is gonna make me money like right. i'm gonna monetize off this justin timberlake and then once they finished then they want to go and today where they wanted to be to begin with and exactly. it's just like oh so you want us to do country all this time why didn't you just do that like that's because mm-hmm. that's ours too chilling circuit i know yep. where it starts chuck <laughs> berry chuck berry exactly mm-hmm. uh little richard rest in peace so it's like i feel like I love that she does that, and I love that it's like she's gotten more and more black, because I think that happens, especially with Americans, black Americans, it's like we don't really get to, unless you came from a different country, like your second generation or whatever, or your family was just like like overly aware of like our ancestry and our history, mm-hmm. a lot of us don't grow up knowing everything. And mm-hmm. so it's like, after we get older, we start to learn. It's like, no, I'm blackity, black, 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 black. <laughs> she was like, okay, I'm black. And then it was like, no, I'm black. And then it's like, okay, wait, hold on. Like, <laughs> I'm blackity, black, black. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I can, I can appreciate her um, using her platform for that reason and, you know, bringing awareness to 
other cultures outside of the Black community, um, which I think is important. I think it's important for, especially at this time, for us as Black people to um, really hone in on our Black community, what our history is, because that history ain't in, you know, the history books. You know, um, a lot of people don't know about the Black Wall Street. And I will say, I don't even think I knew about it until I was an adult. Right. Um, Yeah. And I guess for people who still don't know, just to clarify, the Black Wall Street was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It started, well, it was like officially started in kind of like 1907. And it ended in like 1920. 21. Yeah. Um, it's also known as Greenwood, if you know the Gap Band, um, the, the song Outstanding, the Gap Band, they actually I thought named, it was you dropped the bomb on me. Well, I w- yeah, I wasn't talking about the song. I was just saying, like, people oh, yeah. who know the Gap Band, like, their favorite song might be Outstanding. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, the title of their group came from that area, because it was, like, these streets that crossed, and it was G, it was, like, Greenwood, and then another one that started with an A, and then. But yeah, so it's like a lot of things. Shoot, I remember when I read up on it, the thing that caught me the most was there was a man there named Dr. Barry, I believe, who was, uh, he made about $900 at the time a day, which mm-hmm. ended up being like, if you equate it to now, it's like 3000 or something like that a day. Yeah. He owned a system and like a whole bunch of stuff. It was like a fully sufficient area and then what happened like you said they dropped the bomb (laughs) they dropped the bomb and they started destroying us yeah so and it broke us down definitely yep so um yes i can't wait until july 31st when that's when it comes out out. yes so uh blackest king beyonce's film um, not sure if it's a documentary or an actual movie, but it, it, it will be on Disney Plus on July 31st, and I will be tuned in because I do have Disney Plus. <laughs> and I'm sure, and if you didn't, you would have had it for July 31st. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Lemonade came out, I was living in New York, and so many people got titled just to watch Lemonade. <laughs> like, yes. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause I, I think I, I think I was going to get it, but then my friend was like, oh, my boyfriend got the subscription. I just sent you the, uh, the album. I was like, okay, good looking out girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But, um, okay. And then next we have Monietta Shaw. If you guys are not familiar with who Monietta Shaw is, that is Neo's baby mama. She is now engaged. I don't know to who, because it did not say. And, you know, these celebrities real be real hush-hush sometimes about, you know, their private lives or whatever, which I think they are entitled to do. Um, but she is engaged. And the reason I even brought this up is because when I saw the caption or the picture of it, the shade room basically boom like zoomed in on the fact that crystal smith which is neo's wife commented and was like congratulations boo you know whatever and it's just like are you really happy for me or do you now not see me as a threat because i got my own man or are you doing this for like 
just the height. You know what I mean? Like you want people to see that you commented. Like you yeah, bothered. Like, like is it really genuine? Right. And so I know a lot of people, because um, I remember when she was on Holly, the show Hollywood Exes. You know, it came out that after her and Neo had their babies together, she got her tubes burned, pretty much. I guess you could say. And that means she can't have any any more children. Well, uh, hmm? she might can though, cause they but it'll be super difficult because she still has her uterus. Oh yeah, maybe uh, artificial insemination. Yeah, she could probably pull out the egg and then they inseminate and then they put it back in. That's too much. Like I'm not. It's a lot, but she got the money. She can afford it. True. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that. Um, so basically, after they had these babies, they came to the decision that they didn't want to have any more children. And they, you know, in her mind, they were going to be together for forever. And then they didn't work out. And he went and got married to someone else and had more children with that person. And she was really upset or sad because it's just like, you know, she made that plan with him. And now if she moves on to another relationship she might not be able to have any more children or it just might be that much more difficult for her to get have children. I mean, men say they yell forever a lot. My thing is, <laughs> first of all, I'm not sending nothing. But yeah. secondly, if you get a vasectomy, that's reversible. If I singe my tube tie, my, my tube ties, if I singe my fallopian tubes, like that's, like, I'm pretty sure that's gone. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, I, the way burning works, I'm pretty sure it's gone. Yeah. So why wouldn't he? And that's like that selfish thing, because men be like, I'm not sniffing nothing. But then they okay with you burning your fallopian tubes? Mm-hmm. Like, what was you thinking? And even if I would have done it, I ain't telling nobody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's none of your business. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... I have, I'm trying to think of, I think it's on Love and Hip Hop. Yes, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta with uh, Young Jock and his fiance. She doesn't want any children. She doesn't have children. She doesn't want any children. Jock already got hella kids. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, you need to go ahead and get a vasectomy because that's not happening. And he like, man, like, you fertile, fertile. <laughs> right, you fertile, fertile. But he like, you know, hesitant to do it because he like, that's cutting off my manhood, you know, whatever. I don't think, you know, that's something I want to do. Like, bruh, you already got hella kids. Like, <laughs> okay, can I, can I explain? say whatever okay you can still come like that's it i don't know what he think is not about to work but it's like it's still attached to your ball sack like stuff is happening it's just the sperm part is not attached like it's just empty come i, I don't it's know like, that's nasty. yeah you shoot in blanks which i'm sure he's had sex before with somebody and they didn't get pregnant and so it's like was that you cutting off your manhood then because right. you didn't get pregnant like, come on, guys. Like, come mm-hmm. on. That's what I'm saying. It's so selfish. It's very selfish. And I'm just like, it can like it can definitely be reversed. Like, I remember I was dating this one guy. He was older. And he was like, he had got a vasectomy. 
And so for me, I'm like, well, that can be reversed. And he like, well, I don't know if I want it to be reversed. And I'm like, well, if we gonna be together, you know, <laughs> I want kids. So you reverse by itself too. That's another thing that they may not realize. Like you could get it and it might on its own repair itself because the body is pretty amazing. So yes. like one day he's gonna be like pump pump and she when I'm pregnant, he's like, it's not mine. <laughs> it's <worthy>. it is. <laughs> oh my god, that would be funny. That's yeah. crazy. So he he just made I mean that's something you gotta deal with too. Like if somebody already has it, it's like you kinda made that decision without me. But how am I going to deal with it? Like, ugh. And I was like, well, it can be reversed. And I like to research. And I'm just like, yeah. This right here said it can be reversed. And he like, well, the doctor said he was going to do it where I could never have kids again. I was like, you can always go back to another doctor. Right. <laughs> was that a breaking point for y'all? Um, It was not. But we also did not continue dating for much longer either. So it that wasn't what caused us to break up, but it was definitely uh, like looking back on it, it was definitely one of those things like, well, if you ain't ready to give me no kids or have children, then I just don't see this being a thing anyway. You sound like Tiffany, I want my eggs correct. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I just feel like in all of that, it's just crazy because it's like women, in order for us not to get pregnant, because you know, the men, it's not like they're gonna wanna wear condoms the whole time if they're in an exclusive, whatever that means to men, right? Long term relationship. Right. But it's like, oh, but you're okay with me taking birth control. You're okay with me, you know, possibly having to get an abortion because we wasn't supposed to be getting pregnant right now or whatever. It's like all those things are doing something to my body, but you can't do one thing, which is a vasectomy, which can be reversed to make sure that we don't get pregnant when we're not ready. Right. But it's okay because male birth control is coming out. So I want to see which ones is really the one. Oh, did you take your pill? Did you take yours? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely would like to see um, if they can make that like work for real for real because I know it's still kind of like in the developmental testing phases or whatever and but the big question is will men really take this birth control you know you know what will be funny you know how these girls especially I want to see the celebrity man doing it because all these women these video hoes and all this Stuff that be like trying to get knocked up by the basketball players and all them. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if the man was taking the birth control pills and the girl's like, I'm about to get pregnant by him. Like, and then she's like, it's not happening. It didn't happen. <laughs> that would be funny. Yes. <laughs> no more, no more little uh side pieces. Right. No more break babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, though. It, it, the testing is doing well, though. They say, like, the biggest side effects are, like, some people are having um, headaches and, like, acne. I think, mm-hmm. like, some of the worst cases, the guys were, like, not able to perform, which is, like, come on, I don't want to take birth control and then I can't have sex. So I know they need to get that cleared up. 
but I think it's going well. So it should be coming out real soon. So we're going to see. Yeah, we definitely going to see. Um, question for the men. Are y'all going to take this birth control? Right. <laughs> Send that to my uh, email. I want to know. <laughs> and we will definitely put that information out there at the end of the episode. Um, so congratulations to Monietta on getting engaged. The ring look amazing. So whoever he is, he do got money. Um, he she ain't messing with no broke, <laughs> you know. But uh congratulations to her, many blessings. And, you know, if she does want to have more children, I hope that there is a viable option for that to happen for them. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and move into the hot cup of cocoa for this week. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, guys, this is Coco. If you're anything like me, taking care of your hair is very important. I recently started using a new hair care line called 312 Essentials. It is plant-based. There are no harsh chemicals and it stimulates growth. And as I mentioned, I just started using it, but it brought so much moisture back into my hair. My curls were popping after I used the Moisture Plus shampoo and conditioner plus the healthy hair oil. Go check out 312essentials.com and use promo code SHOP312 and get 20% off of your first order. This is not something you want to sleep on. So go ahead, check it out, and do something nice for your hair. All right, so we are back. And this week's hot cup of cocoa is basically about what are the things that you just know you will not compromise for in a relationship. And I know previously I had an episode, I think it was like episode three or four, where we talked about red flags when dating. Um, and it were there were men having that conversation. But now I have a woman and we're going to talk about the things that we feel are just not compromisable. So I'll go ahead and start off the conversation. <laughs> so um, just as we finished talking about Monietta and how she got her tubes tied, um, thinking that they, you know, her and her significant other at the time weren't going to have any more children. Um, for me, I don't have any children. But at the age I'm at, I'm in my 30s, um, I date men who are in their 30s, early 40s, and you know, most, I feel like in the 30, the 30 range, shit, you could be 30 with five damn kids already, <laughs> you know, but most of, most of these men have children already. And now they're kind of like, well, I got all my kids or, you know, my youngest child is like seven to eight years old and I'm about to start all over. Like, I don't think so. So for me, um, being in a relationship and someone telling me like, I don't foresee myself having any more children is definitely like something I don't, I can't find myself compromising on. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm at the opposite end of that. Like, okay, I'm not in my 30s yet, but I'm getting real close. I'm about to be 29 this year. So it's <laughs> like, I'm at that cusp where I'm like, 
is it bad for me to expect y'all not to have kids? Like, so I'm, I'm having to like switch <laughs> the way I, I perceive certain like things. Um, but I think for me, based off of my experiences that I've been through, like one of my big red flags outside of not having a job and stuff like that is um, their, their like anger or like their control. Like, you know, mm. you'll see little red flags of like, oh, this person is trying to be controlling or this person has some anger issues. <clears throat> like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. I used to, when I was younger, try to be like, oh, it's just whatever. Or like, oh, the situation, you know, you try to talk, talk it away to where it makes sense. Like, mm. now I'm like, nope, I don't owe you nothing. Like, you're nobody to me right now. Like, and before you become somebody to me and I, my emotions get attached, I'm going to just X that out right now. <laughs> so for me, when it comes to control, I do like for my man to take some initiative, you know what I'm saying? But at the same token, it's like we a team, you know what I'm saying? So we make decisions together. This ain't no, um, what well, is what I want and this what's going to happen. And I think yeah for me I, I don't want to be with a man that want to control me like tell me no I don't like your hair like that or I don't like you to wear makeup you know whatever like I had a dude before tell me you know you look like a clown when you wear makeup and I wear makeup now and I'll put on a full face of makeup but at the time I didn't wear makeup like that so I was only wearing like eyeliner and lipstick and when he said that I said oh this is a hell nah I yeah. said, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm like, we we done. Like this is over. And he was like, I said, you know, I grew up with my mother wearing makeup. You know, you saying you didn't grow up with your mother wearing makeup, but she was old. So maybe her generation just didn't wear makeup, but my mother did. So to me, that's right. what I want to do when I get ready to go out or, you know, I want to look nice. I'm going to put on some makeup. And yeah. if you don't like that, then that's on you. And we right. might not need to be together. Right. I feel like knowing what I know now about relationships with men, not even men, just people, period. But in our instance, when men say things like that, it's because they don't really like you. It's like they like parts of you or they like what you can do for them. Or something like that. But when they start making comments about simple things, like mm -hmm. you wear, especially if you wasn't wearing a lot, it's like, you don't really like me then. Exactly. <laughs> That's all that is. But you don't, like, again, like, some things are, like, on a learning curve. You got to figure some stuff out, stuff out. But for me, one of the things that I got was, you're too friendly. One of my exes would tell me stuff like that. He'll be like, you're too friendly. And I'm like, bro, you know I'm a social worker, right? Like, literally my job, and I do podcasting. My job is to be friendly. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. you try to feel bad for being sociable? Like, mm -hmm. it, that, like, those little things, like the gaslighting type, like, manipulation. Like, <laughs> I can't do that no more. <laughs> Facts. Um, another thing that is like a, yeah, nah, we can't be together is, um, and it's, it's in conjunction with being controlling, but someone who has anger issues, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I feel like if you can't sit and have a conversation about what you're upset about 
and you want to like be yelling and arguing. Now, I understand having disagreements are a natural or normal occurrence in a relationship because mm-hmm. you're not the same per- person. So your thoughts and ideas are going to be different. But when you feel like you need to argue with me and be yelling at me and all that type of stuff like that is a no, because I don't do that. I like to have a conversation. I like to express my grievances in a nice, calm way. The way I'm talking right now is how I'm going to have my conversation about the disagreement. And if you want to yell and carry on and whatnot, then we ain't meant to be together either. (laughs) And it's good that you cut that off quick because I've definitely been in a relationship with somebody that was, um, had anger issues and tried to use their hands and stuff like that. And it's like, because I didn't know to nip certain things in the butt early, it got a little out of control. And the thing about people with anger and like the way they communicate is also how they um, take in stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, clean it out, but you have to talk to them that way as well for them to be responsive. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, like how you say you talk calm. I'm like that too. Like, I don't need, like, unless you say something that's really offensive, then I might like raise my voice, but you hear how my voice down. It just be a little bit higher pitched. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have no bass like that. But it's just like, I had to start yelling and talking really aggressive to this person. And one day I was just like, this is not me. Like, you're changing who I am. Right. I I can't mess with that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think when people are like that, they and and my biggest thing is I never want to be taken outside of my own character. You know what I'm saying? Like I even experience this at work sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll tell one of my subordinates to do something. Like for instance, I told my subordinate he needed to come to work on a weekend one day and finish up some work. And when I came in on Monday morning, I would check to make sure he did what I wanted him to do and how I wanted him to do it. And I even saw him that weekend. And he said to me, he asked me, you know, hey, can you just specify what you wanted again real fast? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I tell him. I get to work on Monday, wasn't not none of that shit done. So I'm like, not man one. So I'm like, what? So, you know, just to make sure it got, I just did it myself. Cause I'm like, I just don't got time for the nonsense. But after I finished it, I went to him and I said, Hey, when this is being asked of you to be done, it's real simple. You just need to upload some documentation into the file and it'll be good to go. You can send it back. It's no reason for it to be sit- sitting here for days at a time when it's something that's a quick turnaround. You know, and he was like, well, that's not my job. And I was like, I get it, you know, but just like I did your job for you this morning, you know, sometimes we have to do that. We, we a team. We got to help each other out. And he was like, but don't they have the same access as me? I said, yeah, and I got the same access as you. And what did I do? I helped you out this morning, so you can't help them out? And he was like, yeah, but something. And I was like, well, this is your program. You're in charge of it. So you're responsible for making sure it gets done, regardless of who the actual, you know, 
the task is, regardless of who the task belongs to, it's your job to make sure that task gets done. Right. And he said, but that's not my job. And I said, well, I'm your supervisor and I tell you what your job is. Now, mind you, I'm still being cool, <laughs> still being calm. And I was like, yeah, I'm your supervisor and I tell you what your job is. And he's like, but that's not my job. I said, it's not my job to do your job, but I helped you, didn't I? And he was like, but that's my not my job. And I said, I don't give a fuck what you think your job is. Whatever the fuck I tell you to do, that's the fuck I expect you to do. And I instantly got upset with myself because he took me outside of my character. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, why did I have to, why did it have to get to the, get to this point and understand what I was saying? You want to know why? Because over the weekend, he was pillow talking with his little girly, and he was like, look, she's telling me to do this, this, and that, and that's not my job. She was like, babe, if it's not your job, then you shouldn't have to do it. So he got a whole boost of little confidence. So come Monday when you have something to say. <laughs> that's what that was. That's what that was. And I'm like, I was just so upset because I'm just like, I was so nice. I even did your job for you. I bet you won't do that again, huh? Right. I was like, I won't help your ass no more. Cause I was doing this to keep you out of trouble. Nope. You know that's not your job. That's that's not my job. <laughs> that's your job. <laughs> so and I like and I didn't even get the opportunity to like pull him to the side. So the conversation was just between me and him. Like I ended up having this conversation in front of the whole office. The whole <laughs> office heard me go off on him, and I'm just like, that is not what I wanted to happen. That was not my intention. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like on top of that, too, like, speaking of levels and stuff, that's another thing that I learned I cannot mess around with no more. Like, when I was younger, because, like, I've been to school, I went to school for quite some time, I have my master's, and so, like, when I would be going in school, I never felt like I was on the level that I am now, like, now post-school and stuff, so, like, I would deal with stuff with other people. That mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been dealing with. Because I'd be like, oh, well, he's still, you know, working on himself. I'm working on myself. You know, he's still, you know, trying to get it together. I'm getting it together. Yeah. And so, like, I had a lot of stuff slide. But it's just like, nah, you getting it together with a bachelor's. Nah, you getting it together with a master's. Nah, you getting it together with a job. And you're paying all your bills. Like, and so I had to, like, really snap out of that, like, seeing the potential in people and working mm. with them from where they actually are. So, like, I'm at this point now to where it's like, look, if you don't have a career, if you don't have no type of ownership, you don't pay your own bills, whatever the case is, you're not for me, period. I'm not taking care of no man. I'm not, not nah, I'm not going into debt for nobody. I'm, nope, nope. Facts. <laughs> another big, big one. Like, you can have a baby, maybe, maybe. But if you don't have some of your other stuff together, it's, it's a chop. Like I said, at this point, I meet men who uh got a roster of children and not just like one a, one child. They got like three, four, five, six, and it's just like uh, I'm supposed to be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I'm I'm low key kind of like I might have to date me a younger man. To get me a man that ain't got no kids. Well, I met a 40, he's 41. I met a 41-year-old like a month or so ago, and he doesn't have children. And I asked him, I was like, so you don't want any? Because you're kind of like older now. 
And he was like, no, like, it's not that I don't want any. It's like, I'm not pushing for it. But he was like, when God tell me it's time, it's time kind of thing. So they out there. They out there, <laughs> girl. Fine for you in between. <laughs> Where y'all at? <laughs> Might be fishing. Right. On a mission. Y'all, if y'all know somebody in their 30s, early 40s, ain't got no kids, you know, send them your girl away. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, yeah, if I feel like you have, if you, if you, your actions allow me to step out of my comfort zone, then I know I need to let that go because that's not me. How many times do you give it? Like, is it one and done? Do they got three strikes and they out? Like, how how your red flags work? Um, I think now it's like maybe like a maybe two or three red flags, and then it's just like, okay, I might not. This might not be the move for me because, um, you know, thinking about it, it's just kind of like you want me to accept this behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've like, especially the whole arguing bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it's okay to have an argument in your relationship. You're, you're going to disagree. But if I feel like I need to be yelling while we're arguing or whatever, like that's definitely a red flag for me because it's, I'm just not that person. I don't like to yell. I don't like to argue. You know, I like to have fun. I like to kiki-ki. I like to, you know, I like to laugh. You know, every day ain't going to be all laughs and giggles or whatever. But when we going through the storm, I don't want to feel like I'm not being myself during those times. You know? Yeah. Okay. You know, some people, they be like, it's like, dang, you don't know what they was dealing with. But I mean, it's fair because it's like, you don't know, you don't know my experiences and like what I've been through to cut you off so fast. But at the same time, you know, life and its intricacies, sometimes people also act out of character themselves. But that's why I just tell people mental health is important, y'all. Like, do your self-care days, do your therapy because you don't want your trauma affecting somebody else. Definitely. Mm-hmm. my red flags I feel like well right now shoot I think I, I'm talking shit but right now I think I'm one and done because uh this man bought okay so look since we keep in I'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. to tell me your opinion on this situation okay. so I was working at an event this man that I've seen a few times he always tries to flirt with me right mm-hmm. so today he called me and was like um we were at this cafe because i was working at the cafe doing my little table and he they had the vegan burger so he was like oh you know i am kind of hungry i was like i'm hungry he was like what you trying to give me to buy it i was like i mean <laughs> if you want to i'm like i ain't telling you to do nothing but I'm like right so he went to give me my the burger right but i'm like a little miss popular so everybody was trying to talk to me and chat me up and stuff so like i was kind of wandering off and he looked like he was getting upset and then at one point he introduces me to his friend that does music i like low-key like do music sometimes too so like i'm listening to it and then he's like oh y'all need to do music together y'all need to record like pushing us to do stuff together but i'm like why are you doing so much bro like you don't mm-hmm. need to say all of those things right yeah anyways he goes back inside the food comes i'm still outside so like maybe five or so minutes later i finally go inside my friend comes up and she's like 
oh girl you over here breaking hearts he was sitting here waiting for you to get the food he looked so heartbroken when you didn't come right and i was looking at him like so i was like i don't feel obligated to this man because he got me a meal i'm supposed to like feel stuck with him Mm -hmm. i was like i'm tired of men doing one thing and expecting the world from you yeah, and, but she's like, that's wrong. You shouldn't be like that, right? <laughs> so, from your opinion, <laughs> like, how how would that come off? <laughs> so, was this like, and this was an event that you were working? Yeah, like I I got asked to come to like record, and also I brought a table. Like I was selling stuff, so yeah, yeah I was slightly working. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like maybe this was not the event for him to ask you to let's get something to eat because you are technically there to work like are you obligated to a break yes but you're there working so your main focus is to do whatever it is you came to do and to network so if he felt away because you were doing your job then yeah let that go because he should have he now could he have spoken to you that day and been like hey you know i'd love to take you out you know whatever maybe we can come back here tomorrow or another day and have a meal that would have been more appropriate okay good and then i was just peeping him and he was like quick to like he was real like um defensive with people like they would say something to him he'd be like mm-hmm, like kind of like frumpy with it yeah Oh, like, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll have to ask because I'm just like, I feel like I'm at this, like, like I said, like, I've been through some stuff. So I'm pushing to that point to where it's like, look, uh-uh. Like, if you don't do certain things or whatever, I'm mm, next, like, next. And so yeah. she tells me I'm a heartbreaker. I was like, am I am I on that heartbreaker side now? Like, did I, <laughs> did I switch paths? <laughs> and dude, if your heart broken after this little incident or whatever, we ain't meant to be together either. I ain't for the I ain't for the faint of heart. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Like I th- I think um to like and my main thing about that whole situation where you're there making moves, like you're working. Um, and I think as black women, we're, and I, I think black women in general just have a get up and go mentality. Like I got to do what I got to do to get what I want. You know what I'm saying? And so I know I'm also in a place where I am, you know, focusing on things outside of my everyday job, you know, so I am busy doing stuff. So if we talking and you mad because I can't answer the phone when you call me like I'm recording right now and I told you that, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be, like if you know that I'm busy doing something for my side hustle, I need you to respect my time just like I respect your time, you know, and um, if you can't accept that I have other things outside of you going on, I'm not the person for you because to me, my spouse is supposed to elevate me you know, be my supporter. And if you can't support me in the ventures that I have going on, like we can't be together. I'm going to definitely support you and the shit that you got going on. So if you telling me like, oh, I can't answer the phone because I'm trying to perfect a recipe for my food truck or whatever it is that you doing, like I'm going to be there to support you or be okay with the fact that you can't talk to me right now. Right. And I feel like as 
black women well one we have to learn to be the ones that have to just push out there because it's like we getting used a lot or whatever from like the people we date but also it seems to me in my experience when i am busy doing something and they see like the hustle or like just the ethic like they attracted to that they're attracted to it but but their response to that is okay i'm gonna get you to either try to help me build my stuff or I'm gonna put you in this box right here and hide you from the world and like in a way be a distraction for the very thing that I was just like attracted to you for. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it, it really it's like they almost the don't understand the level of commitment or effort that goes into this hustle that they see. And that's why you gotta date on your level. That's exactly why I have to start. <laughs> Speaking of dating on your level, and I want to say I I have brought this up in conversation before, but B. Simone, are you familiar with B. Simone? Yeah. To clarify, that's the trans woman that has like her blog and everything. Mm -mm. Uh, B. Simone is, she's on Wildin' Out. She's basically like an Instagram personality. You're my boyfriend. (laughs) <laughs> oh no i don't know the personality but is she the one who made the book and then everybody said she was scamming with the? Okay. yeah 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 so okay. her right before that whole book scam popped off maybe like a couple of days or maybe a week before that she did an interview with somebody basically saying like she don't want to date a nine to five type of dude because they're not gonna understand why she's up at three o'clock in the morning working like she wants an entrepreneur a ceo type person because they'll understand her schedule and the type of lifestyle that she lives and i don't see anything wrong with her saying that because that's her preference right you know what i'm saying but um i think that people people misconstrued that to be like, oh, you too good to date a nine to five type of dude. And it's like, no, that's, I don't I think that's what she's yeah, saying at all. Like she, she may have felt like that though. Like if you, cause okay, for me, I, I'm not too good for a nine to five cause I have one. Like mm-hmm. I'm using that money to help elevate other things. Excellent. But at the same time, if I don't understand people who are okay in their nine to five and that's it, I don't. I don't, not that I see myself as better, but I, I, mm-mm. like, I'll be like, you, you good with just that? Like, that's, that's what you wanted to do? Like, it, mm-hmm. to me, it don't be registered. <laughs> so, I, so I think, to me, when it comes to a nine to five type of dude, um, so, like, my current job or whatever is my nine to five, but I'm also in a position where I can retire in less than eight years, you know? So, it's just like, was it my original intention when I started this job to stay in it this long for a retirement? No, but that's what, you know, at this point I'm in this job. I've been doing it for so long. It's just like, okay, I I can, these benefits going to be worth it when I'm, when I'm done with this job, you know? So the majority of men that I am interacting with on a regular basis are the type of people in the same type of profession. So, and I think for us, we're all in that same mode, but at the same time, trying to figure out what it is that we enjoy outside of this job, you know? Well, I said, you're not just doing your nine to five, though. That's the difference. Like, there are some people that that's when they get home, everything else turns off and they just are focused on watching TV or whatever it is that they do when they get home. 
I that's the people I can't understand. Like you, you still you have other things that you're working on. You're trying to figure out, like, okay, when I retire, what am I doing? Building that up, mm-hmm. building your skills. That I can mess with. But yeah. somebody that is just and I guess it depends. Like it depends on the work and stuff. Cause you could be an architect and that's your nine to five, but you don't work regular hours. You build one building and you take off two months or whatever. Like I know that there are levels to that. Yeah. But I guess I'm thinking of that like cookie cutter, like nine to five that you like may see in your head, like a teacher or something. So it's mm-hmm. like if all you if you're okay with just being a teacher your whole your whole life, to me I'm like, that's it. Like <laughs> cause I yeah. do fifty million things. So you wouldn't understand why I can't sit still. Cause mm-hmm. you get home and you just sit still. So you gonna want me to sit still with you and I'm gonna be like, nah, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, but I, I think I think that is all geared towards that is your perspective and you're entitled to that. So I don't see anything wrong with somebody being like, I don't want to date a nine to five type of dude. I don't see anything wrong with you being like, I don't want to date a nine to five type of type of dude who don't have aspirations outside of that. If it's a mundane job that they're not passionate about. So is that that what you're saying? So like if they're an architect, a doctor, a lawyer you know, I would be okay with them working those kind of jobs and it being like, well, this is, this is my passion. Yeah. Yeah. If you pet, yeah, basically. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say you got to like meet people where they at, but yeah, if you, you became a forklift driver just to make ends meet and then you just never pulled out of that job because it was making money, like, but that's not what you want to do. I can't really understand you not pursuing your passion. Like, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's gonna that's a turnoff. Like honestly, uh, somebody that's not ambitious, that's not even attractive to me. Like you could be slightly yeah. ugly, and if you got ambitions, I'm like he cute. Like because he doing yeah. Because sometimes it's not all about the physicality of the situation. It's just like, but he has these other attributes that make him attractive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got yeah. messed with man. I've been with some ugly people. <laughs> because I thought they was ambitious. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I've been looking back like hey, he ugly. Why y'all let me talk to him? Like <laughs> You know how it be your friend be like, girl, he ain't the move, but you like, but he got this going on and he got this going on. I think it's that black man, you better than me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I be <mean>, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, I think ambition is important, which is not a word I think I have used on this show. I've used potential, but not ambition, because those are two different things. You know, dating for potential, oh, this person has the potential to be X, Y, and Z, but it's different when you have ambitions and you actively moving on those ambitions. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that was the key. I was going to add that, ambition with action. Like, you're going to need to be doing both. Because we're not teenagers anymore. We're not coming out of high school. We're not in college. This is not them early ages to where it's like, I'm going off your potential because we haven't had the time to do nothing yet. Like, right. the age range that you're dating, it's like, nah, I'm going to need to see some tangible. Like, right. what can I touch? <laughs> like, that is the money. That <laughs> is the money. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to need something to show for it. Like, something right. to- you got a house you got something mm-hmm. to what's your credit look like and when like, and when i say where is your money i'm not asking where is your money like what what can you buy me is 
how can we add to each other? What kind of property can we get together? How, like you said, how is your credit? You know, is, is our credit going to mesh well together? Do we need to build you up to get to where we need to be? You know? Mm -hmm. Like, and if you are working on it, then come and see me in another year or two. Cause <laughs> right now, you know, you just gonna be on the waiting list. Like, <laughs> but I don't have time. That's time. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think it is important to know, like, what are things you are not willing to compromise on uh, what your partner brings to the table. Um, I think what we discussed, some of it is surface and some of it really is not surface. Like some of it, you really have to um, know the person or, you know, are learning who this person is in order for you to make a, a sound decision on whether this is something that you can compromise on or not. But um, I think it's important that we know what those things are that we aren't willing to compromise on. Because when you know those things, then you can nip stuff in the bud versus investing time and effort and money and all that stuff into a relationship to later find out like this wasn't the one for me. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, the longest relationship I've been in has been around like one and a half years to like two years, like that kind of. So it still feels like a lot of time, but I've known some people that have been in a relationship for 10 years or so, you know, and I would be mad, <laughs> mad <laughs> that yeah. I had to all that. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I'm super glad I don't have kids because sometimes I look back Thanks. on relationships and I'm just like, dang, if I would have had a baby by that person. Ooh, child. So. I'm telling you, I believe in relationships like, whew, let me wipe my brow. Thank you, Lord, for sparing me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to let you guide me this time. Because like, <laughs> that wasn't it. I know now. <laughs> that, that was not it. That was not it. But, um, yeah, I think, especially, like, I when I tell you I am so grateful that I've not had children with any of my exes and not that they were bad people because I honestly feel like the men I have encountered would be amazing fathers but I would just hate hey guys I want to apologize for the abrupt cutoff but pretty much I had some technical difficulties and it did not save the remainder of the conversation. But I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up so that um, you guys can get the gist of what the remainder of the conversation was. So pretty much, you know, where we left off where I was saying that the men that I've dealt with, I don't think they would be bad fathers. And Perky was pretty much like, I ain't here for women to get be together. I don't want to be no co-parent with you. And that is definitely super understandable. And of course, I normally wrap up with us basically giving some closing thoughts to the episode. And this week, I can't really say that... Um, I can recall what her, um, you know, final thoughts were, but I do remember what I said. <laughs> and 
I brought up compromising and settling and basically knowing the difference between the two. And I think you need to know that in order to know like what your non-negotiables are. So basically, um, the difference between compromise and uh, settling. Compromise is you aren't getting what you want, but you know that it is for the betterment of your relationship. And settling is basically just you are compromising your morals for the relationship. And I feel like when you feel like you are compromising, you know, your beliefs for your relationship. And then that's when you need to take a step back and just kind of realize like, maybe this is not the relationship for me. Um, You know, and sometimes it takes some of us a little longer to come to that conclusion, but that doesn't, everybody processes things in their own way. So just because I say I give somebody two to three times to, you know, for me to be like, okay, maybe this ain't it. You know, and Perky saying, you know, you got, I'm like a one and done type of person. Like she said, you don't know what the triggers are, you know, until you're faced with those things. And it's kind of just like, oh, no, nah, I can't rock with this, you know. So really think about how you move in if you're making the right decision and boil it down to, okay, am I giving up what I want because I know this is what's best for my relationship or am I giving what giving up what I want and I'm compromising my existence, my morals, just to be in this relationship? And I'm going to tell you now, ain't nobody worth compromising your morals. If you know you want to have kids and that person don't want to have kids, that's not the man for you or the woman for you. Because you're going to grow to resent that person because you possibly feeling like, you empty because you're missing something in your life. So don't stick in a relationship just for the sake of being in a relationship. To be able to post, oh, couple goals or we taking vacations or whatever the case may be. Think about your non-negotiables and whether those are things that you are willing to. Well, if they're non-negotiables, you ain't compromising nor settling on it. But I think once you know those things, it'll be easier for you to make those decisions. Again, I am sorry about how the episode ended. You know, it. I thought I we did re-record, but then technical difficulties, it did not save it. But, um, you know, as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I will be sure to add Perky's um, podcast information as well as her social media handles in the uh, show description. But her Instagram is called Perky Perspectives. Um, It is based on a podcast and under that podcast, she has three different topics that she discusses. One Pot one series to the podcast is Love Period, where she talks about um, feminine hygiene and things of that nature. I know um, it is definitely something that needs to be talked about because just like we learn sex education, you know, we hear about a period, but we don't necessarily know like what that entails or what that looks like. And so these are conversations that she's having on her podcast. 
Um, she also, another series that she has is For Us, and it's basically, you know, just talking about, you know, things that we go through as Black people and how we can move from those things because she is, as she mentioned, a um, mental technician or a social worker. And, you know, these are things that she's seeing on an everyday basis. And we're experiencing these things on an everyday basis. And then she has um, the next, the last series is the Perky Travels, where she basically meets with different people in different places um, during her travels and talks to them about music and things like that, which I think is pretty dope because I'm an avid traveler, but I know the majority of my travels are typically like, oh, we about to go, we about to turn up, we about to have fun, you know, and of course I do get the educational element in there from doing the touristy things, but, um, you know, go ahead, check that out. She is LA-based, West Coast, um, and it was pretty dope to be able to collab with her on this episode. I will be doing an episode on her podcast as well. So be looking out for that information. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I am looking for guests to be on the show. So if you guys know anyone that has a good perspective on life in general and can speak to you know, dating, relationships, things of that nature, you know, go ahead and shoot me their information or send them to me. You know, I'm so open to listen to different perspectives and to talk about it on the show. Um, I think that I think that makes for good listening material. Um, you know, if you have any questions that you want to ask Coco about, you know, go ahead, hit me on Instagram at Kikan with Coco on Instagram. And you can also email me at Kikan with Coco Pie at gmail.com. And thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.